This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers here in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm back with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Welcome, Rocky. Thanks, Brian. We, uh, we're two weeks in a row here, so it's good. We're on a roll here. So uh, next before you leave, yeah, you're about to head out the door. So uh, where are you going, by the way? Texas. Down to Texas. Yeah. What's what's in store? A couple events down there, one in Bryan, Texas at uh, First Baptist. Brian, we've got some really great work going on there. David Booth is there is the champion for that. He's a, one of the pastors there. And and they they just have the full support of the journey mm. as their discipleship tool. And they're seeing a lot of just wonderful things coming out of it already. And then after spending several days there and just fanning that flame uh, and going back up to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, of course, Michael mm-hmm. is our regional director there. and He's going to gather a good amount of people for us to uh, speak into their lives, and you're going as I'm. I'm going to meet you over there. Yeah, right. yeah. I don't have an RV, but I'll I'll just. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> maybe you can take the bus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Graham, that's pretty good race. That's right. There. That's right. No, th- those guys are excited though. I, I talked to Michael's wife on a training call last night. Oh, she, really? She was excited that they're so excited about it. Yeah, so, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. And then we head up to Michigan and Columbus uh, after that, and and. Uh, it's in June, so we're going to be kind of on on the road a little ways now. Now, don't forget to take pictures. I know that's I got to do that. You need a videographer to follow you around because it's when you get in the midst of it all, you forget to take well, I pictures. Need to have somebody <laughs> find my phone for me. Have Sally do that. <laughs> I have to find her phone. Yeah, that's we're right. calling each other's phones all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, good. Well, and you're going to blog about it. Oh yeah, you keep the blog going. Which oh yeah, we, it's still out it. there on the website, the Fan the Flame blog, so yeah. you can read about. Yeah. Uh, we can people can read about your first five. <laughs> stops or whatever. So good. Good. Yeah. Um, and uh, the one in Brian, that's the picture we put out of Nate Sweeney with his truck full of journey packs when oh, he was driving, driving yeah, him down right. there. You know, Brian, uh, Nate opened that up, actually, uh-huh. his abiding church network. And there's, I, I spoke in that church and they're just wonderful people down there. Mm. I mean, they, there really is. I mean, it's, um, well, they have two two separate uh, worships. One is uh, contemporary, and the other is traditional. And uh, the tra- traditional is, you know, big bands and choirs, and like we've seen a lot of Baptist churches. In fact, the one I grew up in in Laurel, I not grown up there. I was kind of a, a young adult that time, but my parents were there, and it, I went to Bryan and, and saw their choir and how they were ministering to the congregation, it reminded me so much of my mom and dad being up in that choir in Laurel. Mm. And then the next service was uh, contemporary, and it was kind of like what we have up here with some of the ones we have, a similar song, younger crowd. Mm. <clears throat> but um, it was just, it was fun being there, especially when when you've got a, a, a staff, um, the whole staff that is so committed to discipleship. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, man, it's, a, it's just a joy for me to, to be there. Yeah, so you'll get to check in on what's been going on the last three months or whatever yeah. since they've been doing Journey and all yeah. that. So uh, yeah. oh, that'll be great. Oh, well, good. Look forward to hearing about that. Yeah. So, Well, our topic today, uh, we never t- fully know what we're going to talk about. <laughs> no, we and we just see what God presents us, right? And uh, you had something that was stirring in you just uh, 
it's kind of a topic, a hot topic of our culture in Christian circles a little bit and maybe cultural circles. But there's an idea called the deconstruction of a faith. Yeah. And uh, you you were talking about that with somebody the other day and it kind of got you chewing on that a little bit. So talk about let's talk a little bit about what that is yeah. and because it, it's a popular term. Nate Sweeney was even saying he yeah. hears a lot about that. So, well, I introduced it to the global board yesterday and I started with my normal food <laughs> allegory. <laughs> Always right? got to have a food analogy <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah, of course. And of course, you know, that's where I first heard about it was deconstructor of a dish. Okay. And it's taking a traditional uh, dish, like a cheesecake, as an example. And rather than making a cheesecake, you, you take all the ingredients and you make something else using those ingredients. Mm. It tastes the same, but it looks different. And it presents different ingredients a little differently. So it looks different, but tastes the same. Okay. <clears throat> That's what a deconstruction generally looks like. But in this uh, latter-day thing... That's going on with people deconstructing their faith. I think it's more uh, serious. Um, I think it is a good enlightening thing with some, and I think it's a dangerous, destructive thing with some. Mm. And uh, I think you you have to, if you're going to deconstruct your faith, what you need to do is kind of do it like Jesus said: build your house on me, and you'll have a firm rock. Mm-hmm. Just when the storms come, but if you have sand in that foundation, you fall. And I think it's a good idea for all of us to deconstruct our faith and see what sand might be in there. Mm-hmm. False teachings, uh, wrong impressions of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, in some ways, we can be religious or religion victims. Mm-hmm. And I point that out in Journey to Inner Chamber. That's right. The religion victims. And what is that? It's people that they don't really get into the heart of knowing God, but they don't know Jesus, even though they know of him. They might even attend churches and they might have structure that tends toward preaching about Jesus and believes in Jesus and prays to Jesus. But it might be that they are very legalistic, as an example. Mm. And because they're legalistic, they don't really uh, ever taste really what grace is like. And, you know, grace is, is the greatest foundation we have with our relationship with God. In fact, in Orphan No More, we point that out, that it's the bedrock. Mm-hmm. God's grace is the bedrock under us. Yeah. Everything. And so if you don't have the bedrock under your life and it's built on legalism, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall. Mm. And it would be good to deconstruct it and ask, okay, what am I not seeing here? Uh, why do I believe like I do? And the question is, where do you wash it and find the answers? What, mm-hmm. what kind of sieve or, or filter that, that you wash it through? Because right. there's got to be something that's going to point you in the right direction. Yeah. And that's where we have the verse, 2 Timothy 3.16. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's read it. It says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Okay. So <clears throat> what I do is in, in my efforts with discipleship, I establish early on the authenticity of God's Word. Mm-hmm. 
And I read that to them, and I want them to journal it. What does Star say about that? Yeah. And and then that that's going to serve as a foundation for the rest of our pursuit. Mm-hmm. Is do we believe that God's word is about God, God breathed? Yeah. Do we believe it is inspired by Him? Do we believe that it's a guide for us? That it directs us and it's profitable for those three things that it mentions. Mm. What the, what does it mention? It mentions uh, teaching, reproof, and correction, and even training. That's right. Yeah. Four things. Four things. Yeah. And so if we're if we're trying to uh, deconstruct, then you need to reconstruct, mm-hmm. right? You never deconstruct and leave it in pieces. You deconstruct and reconstruct. And you reconstruct it on solid things that are found in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. For instance, if I'm reading in there and I'm saying, gosh, I see other people having a lot more joy than me, and they seem to be really having enjoyment with the Lord. And I ask them why, and they say, well, he's a gracious God. He welcomes me in that relationship. And I say to myself, well, I don't have that. Why don't I have that? Mm-hmm. And then we start reading through scriptures and say, wait, wait a minute now. I was taught later, uh, early in my life that I've got to do a certain thing or God won't love me. Hmm. Well, that's the kind of stuff that needs to be filtered out. Yeah. Right? And that's what a healthy deconstruction does if it's followed by healthy reconstruction. Yeah. And I love your first question is, do you believe God is breathed? I mean, uh, the word is breathed by God. Yeah. Do, do you believe that or not? Yeah. And, and if somebody does, then... They we, can approach scripture in a only way, and we build on that. Yeah, but if they if they don't, then uh, then I'd probably say, I don't know, if I got anything to offer you then. Right, that's right. Because if you want to approach this philosophically, and you want to base what you believe on philosophy, or on culture, or about or changes in social norms, or changes how the churches are bringing in social uh, awareness and political awareness and instead of teaching and preaching the gospel. Um, if you're going with that, I won't join you hmm. because everybody has a philosophy and most philosophies are different. And philosophy is something that we construct. Hmm. And what kind of authority does that have? Something right. I can make up or figure out? Yeah. No, uh, we, and we say that the journey is built on theology. All it's, it's within the boundaries, wide boundaries of theology. We're going to go as far as outside. It, it's, it, uh, in making application, we're going to go as far as we can in applying it to life. Mm-hmm. But we're never going to get outside the boundaries of theology and get into philosophy. Right. And that's what's going on now. Yeah. A lot of the de- deconstruction of faith is replacing theology with philosophy. Yeah. And they're building on a very, very. They're building on quicksand. Yeah. And the, and and we and actually, uh, we're seeing people that are leaving the faith because of that. Hmm. Mm. Well, you know, earlier in in uh, chapter three of of Second Timothy, where that we just read Second Timothy three sixteen, Paul's warning Timothy of what's going to be coming. And I'll just read this just to, because it's the time, it's really speaking of the times we live in now, I think. I mean, you could, it says, understand this in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. People will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, 
without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of good, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people, Paul says. If there was ever um, an indicator to me of last days, it would be that applied to American society now. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the culture of American society is you've been, is described right there. Yeah. And so days are getting darker and uh, Christians are being challenged uh, by the culture. Right. Because the culture is trying to say, if you're a Christian, you're a bigot automatically. You're, you're, uh, you're judgmental. You're, you're a hater. You know, and, and we're just, and, and it's making a lot of Christians who probably a lot of them don't even know what they really believe because they haven't been yeah. discipled or in the word. Uh, it's making them question everything and start doubting their faith. And and this is where they're, they need to be reconstructed. They need to be reconstructed in the word. And again, it connects so clearly what Jesus said about building your faith or your life on him and his word. Right. Not philosophy. And so what it's revealing is that, no, they, they really weren't building their life on, on him. They had joined it for some other reason. Mm. They were joiners. Uh, for whatever reason, they found themselves in churches, and he might even found himself pastoring a church. Because I know some pastors that deconstructed their faith and left their faith. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if they even knew Jesus ahead of time. I think they were vocationally. Uh, committed to a job, but I don't know if they really knew Jesus. Mm. And I don't, and that's not that's not my pay grade to even determine that either. I'm not the guy that can judge that. But I think I can can do a, a maybe a, a fair job of, of observing fruit mm-hmm. in a person's life. And, and here's what I have seen: I think when we deconstruct our faith and reconstruct it along the lines of the scripture and what God wants us to have, it's gonna it's going show the fruit of the Spirit in our life. Mm. Because there's such a healthy attachment to Him, a love relationship with Him, it spills off into through our life to other people. That's where the fruit of the Spirit comes. That's why the fruit of the Spirit begins with love. Fruit of the Spirit is first love. Mm-hmm. Begins with love, and then everything flows from that. And that that's because of that harmony, that sacred rhythm that we have with, with the Lord. Mm. But those, those people who don't have that, uh, they, they're evidencing that they don't that, that the God's not in them. He's not the spirit is not there. And so it's like you don't have to judge. Jesus says, look at people's fruit and get an idea of who they are. And when you start seeing anger and bitterness, and for whatever reason, a lot of it's because they're politically angry and bitter and things are unfair and God's unfair and this, that, and the other, but they don't know God. If they knew God, they would not be looking at God that way. Hmm. Maybe they never knew him. Maybe they thought they knew him. Now they're coming to conclude that, no, I don't really know him. That's a good thing because they have the opportunity to get to know him. Mm-hmm. If they reconstruct their life based on the truth. Yeah. I'm thinking about one of our board members mentioned that uh, 
he had a God assignment to go talk to a young man who was really struggling. And he didn't even know him, but he got open the door and he went and sat down with him. And this guy's been through all sorts of struggles and addictions and all that. And, and the guy was broken and open to meeting with him. And he gave him a Bible and he said, he said, God wants to talk to you, but the most, the biggest way he's going to talk to you is through his word. And so he gave him one of those yearly, you know, Bible plans mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever. And the, and the young man seemed open to, to reading it and all that. And it just reminded me of when I first started reading God's word, I'd been a Christian, you know, quote unquote, since 13, mm-hmm. but at 30, I started for the first time opening God's word and just to see what it would say to me right. without a devotional, without anything, just, just flipping the Bible open. And it was so interesting how he would, he would be speaking to me, either be some verse about something in my life that needed to change or something I need to pay attention to. And and I was like, I hadn't, didn't even know that was in scripture, you know? And I mean, it really was a guide, you know? And and so I think I think that's a good thing if you if you give yourself to that. Some people, it scares them and then they, they want to run away from it or they yeah. want to pick and choose which scriptures they're going to believe. Well, yeah, that's a good scripture. Love your neighbor. Well, that's philosophy. Right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. And and we can't do that. We can't pick and choose which verses, right? I mean, you got to just give yourself to it all and believe it's God inspired, just like the the verse just said. Yeah, and like we discussed yesterday in our prayer prayer time, there God gives us dots to connect, right? Yeah, and each dot connects to the next dot and connects to the next 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 dot, and and those dots are foundational. And Scripture is like that. So as we follow God's leadership in studying Scripture. He starts building foundations under us mm-hmm. to build our life on, and it's it, there's more to it than we can understand, but it's simpler than we make it out to be. Mm. If we just take Second Timothy three sixteen and believe it, mm-hmm. this is inspired by God, and it'll teach me how to live my life. It'll correct me when I need correction, mm-hmm. and uh, and it'll it'll form me into the man that He wants to make of me. If we just take that. And, and build on that, then we will see the truth of it. Mm. And of course, what's happening now, Brian, is that there is such an evil attack that this is something that the evil man wants to take away from from believers. Mm-hmm. And 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 in this day and time, I do believe that the ones who are going to stand are the ones who stand in the scriptures, mm-hmm. because God's going to teach them how to walk. Yeah. Well, I got a tough question for you. Okay. Someone in, in my journey group the other day said, "Well, how do we? How can we trust those books of the Bible as they're presented in the the Bible that we all use?" Of course, mm-hmm. the Catholic Bible has five extra chapters mm-hmm. that they they brought into theirs and all that. How can we trust that 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 is the is God's word? Well, I guess that uh, that's always going to be the skeptic to look at it from that standpoint. But how can you trust an invisible God? Yeah. Right. Right. How can you trust the gospel that's been laid out there? How can you trust the harmony of scriptures? God's obvious. Somebody orchestrated it, signed yeah. it, put it together. Uh, and, you know, there's just so much ignorance. People uh, don't want to give up. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a scripture that says this in Old Testament. It says, my people are perishing because of a lack of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people can die. And it's right there, uh, there for them to teach, teach them, to guide them, to bless them. But it's their choice whether they're going to accept it. Now, believing the scriptures is, you got to believe God. You got to believe in God. 
you've got to believe in the gospel. You've got to believe in the gift of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if you'll read the Bible, if you study the Bible, you will find a more conviction about the truth of it than skepticism. Mm-hmm. Problem is, you hear people that say that. How can I trust it? They never attempted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't even know what they're talking about. They're just philosophizing. Yeah, and then the more you apply it to your life and see that it's true. Yeah, I mean, it's experience trumps theory, right. which you've always said, and you know it's true. It's hard to tell somebody who's never tried it, like you said, tried to apply it to their yeah. life. Um, I read another little commentary just for what it's worth. After that, it prompted me to do a little digging, you know, and it was talking about, first of all, how the Jews really protected the Old Testament, you yeah, know, and, and I mean, they protected big time. And then the New Testament, all the books that are in there are quoting the Old Testament, you know, like mm-hmm. in and Jesus, a lot of where's where Jesus yeah. has quoted, sure. quoted the Old Testament, which validates it as well. So, you know, there's lots of uh, discussions and debates about all that kind of stuff. But uh, it, it does come down to faith when it, in, in the in the final analysis. Well, you know my philosophy? You know my philosophy? <laughs> okay, yeah. I believe the Bible is the Bible, not the Old and New Testament. Yeah, right. I think it's a continuation. Yeah. The New Testament is a continuation of the Old Testament. Oh, yeah. And I think it bridged from the, uh, the last Old Testament prophet, which is John the Baptist, and then it ushered in the promise, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And everything since that has been reported. And all of that is the Bible. It's continuous. Uh, I heard a, 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 a prof at seminary who ta- taught Old Testament. And he said, the thing I like about the New Testament, it reminds me so much of the Old Testament. Yeah. 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 If you look hard, you can find oh, Jesus yeah. throughout the Old Testament. That's right. He, you know, I mean. That's why I say I think it's continuous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people want to throw out the Old Testament mm-hmm. and say, I'm only going to read the, the, the New Testament yeah. or I'm only going to read the red letters, you know, yeah. that Jesus said. And uh, Again, that's philosophy. And Jesus said, I didn't I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill the law. Right. <laughs> yeah, but again, uh, you talk about experience trumps theory. The truth is, is that if there's a lot of there's a lot of theories out there, uh, especially what people don't want to believe, but it's because they don't want to believe. Yeah. If they wanted to believe, if they wanted to really understand what it means to follow Christ and understand that faith is the requirement, they would listen to the people who are on that road with him because mm-hmm. they're the ones who would say, I have found all of his promises to be true. Yeah. I mean, these things you hear, but I'm a living testament of what this is saying. Mm. Now, isn't that the person that you want to listen to or one that says, I don't think that'll work. Mm-hmm. I, you know, well, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Which one do you listen to? A theorist or somebody who's saying, Hey, I have a life built on it. I know it works, mm. and that's why we got to have more Christians in this day and time who are solid in Scripture, who are living their lives by it, so mm-hmm. that they can be experiential leaders and teachers. Yeah, because that's where authenticity is uh, displayed, and that's where I think uh, it convinces people because they're looking for authenticity. And, and so in the context of our ministry, I mean, we, we, we just take people through the journey and, and it's it's the basics of the faith in a lot of ways about who is God and, yeah. and how does he work. And and uh, and some people have gotten some 
bad theology or just mm-hmm. some weird thoughts, and they need to go back to the the basics. So it could take a, the journey helps a pastor who's been a mature believer for forty years, or it can help a brand new convert. You know, yeah. I mean, e- either way, it meets people where they are. I think. But the negative side of the deconstruction is, is where people are getting off on doubting everything, doubting mm-hmm. their faith, and yeah. and then looking outside of Scripture for their answers, yeah. right? And like you said, in philosophy or in what other? Well, we started out in the very first uh, series called Enlightened. Uh-huh. And the reason it's named Enlightened is because we're wanting to enlighten people to the intimate nature of God. Right. Because, you know, just ask the question, well, what's your concept of God? I mean, every person comes in, what's your concept of God? Well, I don't know. I think, you know, they tell me he's scary. I mean, mm-hmm. okay, that's your concept of God. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's an old man with a long beard. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's your concept of God. Well, he, he's somebody that he, he created everything, kind of like winding up a clock, and then he stepped away and let it run on its own. He's not involved. Mm-hmm. That's your concept of God. And none of those concepts talk about the intimate nature of God. That's right. None of them. And yet so many people's concept of God is not true. Yeah. So so that's a reconstruction right there. Yeah. We deconstruct the, the myths. Mm-hmm. And let's see what the scriptures say that's right. about the intimate characteristics of God because he is the one who is inviting you to come into this relationship. Mm. It's simple. It's actually... You know, it's like, why do people not look at it that way? Because you need to understand this God who you worship, don't we? That's right. He wants us to know him. And are we content with just letting somebody tell us on the TV what he's like? Mm-hmm. Or some pastor when we were six years old tell us what it's like? Or is it time for us to start saying, I want to know mm. myself? Because when you do that, you fall more deeply in love with him and you become more courageous in your faith and you're more convinced than ever before that you're on the right path. Mm. That's what his word will teach you. Yeah. And and we we think God wants to make himself known. He wants to be known. I think he's a tre- like you say in the journey. He's a treasure that wants to be found. He is. I mean, it's a treasure hunt, but yeah. he, the treasure wants to be found. Wants to be found. Makes himself available. He even, even gives you a map. Mm-hmm. Come find me. Yeah. So we want to help all believers, you know, even the ones that are, are doubting their faith or troubled or, you know, because the times are, are are confusing people, I think, yeah. you know, because they don't want to be thought of as a hater or a you know, negative in any way or whatever. So, so just have to be careful that, that we don't try to acquiesce to the culture. And you've said this before, Jesus didn't change himself to, to meet the culture. Mm-hmm. He changed the culture by the, by the way, by standing on the truth of mm-hmm. God's word and mm-hmm. who he was. Right. Yeah. He was not political. He was, he, he didn't involve himself in politics, but there have been a lot of governments that have been built uh, successfully on precepts of God and those that have not weathered it are the ones that tore down the precepts of God as its foundation which we are seeing right now Mm -hmm. and that's why you can read that passage again and just see it sounds so much like this country yeah yeah and maybe the world but you know again he said you're gonna have tribulation be a good cheer I've overcome the world and, and, and I, I, I feel like that, that we've got to 
the body of Christ has got to shore up our what we believe. Yeah, we can sometimes doubt our faith, but never doubt our God. Yeah. Because maybe we put too much importance on how I do this rather than what he does. Right, right. Our interpretation. There our, we go. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, I'm doubting my faith because I don't know if I believe that. Well, you don't believe God and you don't believe your faith. Right. Because you might more doubt your faith if it's built on something that's not true. Mm-hmm. And 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 this is where we need to we need to sharpen it and and make sure that we are definitely building our life on the truth and not an illusion or not false teaching. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of false teaching out there. In fact, I think I probably had some that's come at me mm-hmm. in all the years of my my walk. But the but I will tell you this that the thing that has helped correct that for me has been 40 years of journaling through God's scriptures. And uh, he has been able to make a lot of course corrections because of that. And he's taught me more about uh, the the way he is and the way he loves me and the way he wants me to love others and how to process life. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say every day, if anybody listens to me, the best way to prepare for the future is learn to walk with Jesus. Yeah, that's right. And that's what the journey does. That's what the journey is all about. We're open to any anyone who's seeking yeah. t- to go grow closer to Christ. We're, we welcome them. Absolutely. We welcome them, but we're going to point them to Him. We're not going to give them a philosophy to operate under. And we're not going to have all the answers either. Yeah. We're just going to point them to the one who does. And to seek, help them seek it. Right, yeah. right. And they don't have to be perfect to come join our journey groups. They yeah. can be as broken as they want to be. We'll, we'll I hadn't seen any of us that are perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Maybe yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good, good. Well, all right. Well, I think our time's up, but uh, that's a good conversation. And uh, look forward to hearing your your uh, blogs or, hear, or reading your blogs yeah. that you write about your next maybe trip. Maybe I'll get some pictures this time. Yeah, let's get some good pictures. That's good. <laughs> get to see these people that are If Sally listen to this podcast, maybe she can remind me. <laughs> <laughs> or, or find somebody who's a photographer who's there. You know, <laughs> There's always somebody who's good on that stuff. Yeah, so. yeah give me a text. Take pictures. <laughs> <laughs> we'll remind you. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast, and uh, you can find us on all the different uh, streaming platforms that wherever you listen to your podcast or on our website, influencers.org. And if you want to find out how to join a journey group, that's on our website as well. We'd love to help get you plugged in. Uh, we have them in cities all over the, the United States and internationally, too, but we also do virtual groups. So you could join a group of believers from all over the world in a journey group. So it's, it's really cool. So anyway, we, we want to help you on your uh, as you as you're on a quest to figure out all those answers that you're trying to figure out right now so anyway my name is brian craig executive director for influencers global ministries and i'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in christ and go make disciples god bless you